What's going on, moms and dads? Welcome to the Fade You Podcast. This is episode 144. We are coming to you on Friday, September 9th, 2022. On this episode, we are previewing the week one NFL slate. We couldn't be more excited to do that with all of you. Make sure you are following us on Twitter at Fade You Sports. Make sure you check out the YouTube. We post all these podcasts in video form so you can get on that as well. And then the TikTok is on there as well. We're going to start trying to record some TikTok content. Maybe Joe from Soldier Field on Sunday. Maybe all of our Maybe. rest of our dumbasses watching at Red Zone on Sunday week one. It'll, it'll be a good time. So make sure you're following all our shit. My name is Matthew James at Matthew James 78 on Twitter. Joined on this podcast here by Chris Duke, who just got, uh, I think you're waiting on MRI results for the Achilles, Dad. What's going on with that? That here in the USSRA, uh, it's socialized medicine. I'm still waiting. It's a long wait. It's like the DM fucking V. But he's at, he, yeah, he's at, poop. go ahead. But you got, got the boot? No, we've got poop going on in Louisville right now. It's uh, disgusting. Hold your nose. Dennis got the last laugh last night, so we're hoping Louisville can come through for the dad and all the moms and all of Team Fade Den. Chris is at hazmat suit 23 on Twitter. No Twitter handle yet for the dead Achilles, but maybe we can get a, <laughs> that could be, that could be some funny content. I don't know. Who knows? You'd be bad too. It would be God. If Chris Duke does get a boot, how fucking bad is that thing going to smell? Cause he only showers once a week. So that thing's going to be literally growing fungus inside of it. Yeah, probably I'm the third day in the shower and get all moldy and shit. Chris walking around with a science experiment attached to his foot. Oh my God. All right. Also on the pod today, Kmart at Kmart's underscore angles on Twitter. He is 0-1 in the super contest, baby. Kmart, congrats on the uh, the fat L last night. Yeah, no, no. Great way to start, you know, losing your first contest pick and 200 bucks. So yeah, I'm, I'm uh, not in a very good mood today probably reflect on this pod <laughs> hey it only it only gets better from here kmart yeah i'm gonna eventually get a winner i think yeah <laughs> and we got joe here as well he's going to chicago tomorrow for work and he's going to soldier field to watch the niners bears game now joe will be in niners attire but i think we've clearly established most likely rooting for the bears joseph is that correct oh yeah 100% without a doubt dennis is going to be on the bear or on the uh, niners or it's just going to be a stay away who who knows or maybe he'll see that there's rain and bet the under and then we get to root for points who knows it'll be fun though but yeah i'm i'm pretty used to betting or betting against the team i'm rooting for and being on the other side of the country for that so it's not not a new territory for me He's at Joe underscore knows underscore 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 on the Twitter. All right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to try to record these on Thursday each week. We just had some shit happen yesterday. So here we are on a Friday. Going to try to get these recorded on Thursday going forward so you guys can listen to this on Friday. We don't want to do an hour and a half pod, so we're not going to hit every single game going forward during the season. Maybe we'll do some Twitter spaces on Sunday mornings and 
stuff like that. But for today, all we're going to do is kind of go around and we're going to talk about one game that we're considering for the Super Contest. So we'll hit five or six games today. We'll talk about the Sunday night game because everybody's going to want action on that. So not necessarily a full preview. We want to do more time on fewer games rather than stretch this out uh, for an endless podcast. So what we're going to do is go in the order for week one. We'll go based on last season's finish between all of our teams. And then going forward, we'll let uh, whoever does the best each week have the honor the next week. So, Joe, you and Jared were uh, the big winners in the group last year. You guys almost finished in the money in the Circa Million. And uh, we have jumped ship to the Westgate Super Contest this year. So we're going to use Super Contest lines. And if they're different, we'll talk about whether we'd still fire it at whatever the current line is. So, Joe, you're up. What's a game that you guys are on or that you guys love? No, yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, Birdie on the last hole last season. So here we are getting the honors on this one, 53 and 37 last year. So we got to improve that a little bit, maybe go 55, 56, and we could be in the top 100. So our first play, and this was my favorite, my partner liked it, didn't love it. It's Raiders plus three and a half. Going to the Chargers, biggest thing was this reminded me 100% last year, everybody on Baltimore going to Las Vegas. And you do you think there's going to be less than 80% Raiders fans in that fucking stadium so far on Sunday? Absolutely not. It's going to be a Raiders home game, essentially. And the Raiders are catching three in the hook. Loved it in the contest. Everybody and their mom, including Dennis, will be on the Chargers. So we're just going to zig when you zag. Or zag when you zig, however it goes, and take the Raiders. That's my favorite play of the weekend. It is three and a half in the Super Contest, and it is still three and a half pretty much across the board. Chris, do you agree that the Chargers probably feels like the den side there? Yeah, he's definitely um, a Charger fan too, a homer, and I know, and he texted me. I think I told you guys this right after I saw him after his hiatus. He goes. Charger, this is their year. They're going to win the Super Bowl, baby. So, you know, he's high on them, and he's a homer. He's not afraid to hammer his team. So I think we will be on the Raiders come Sunday. I have a little concern with the Raiders' offensive line. I think they are kind of fucked there, to be honest. They cut Leatherwood. Uh, They got another guy retired, Denzel Good. Another guy is hurt. I mean, it's no secret the Raiders have blown a million first-round picks the last few years. Joe, are you a little worried about a sketchy offensive line going up against this revamped Chargers defense with they add Khalil Mack? Bosa's still there. They're pretty uh, solid up front. Of course it's a concern, but, I mean, without having Josh McDaniels at the helm and not a special teams coordinator running the team, you would think that offensive – mind can uh, game plan around what their weaknesses would be which would be a shitty o-line and you know get the ball to Devonte as much as they can and get that fresno state connection going but yeah it's a concern but i mean look at the last time they played raiders won in overtime it's probably going to be a tight game again can the raiders squeak one out or lose by three that's all i'm hoping kmar you have any thoughts on that that one i mean joe's right it is going to be at least 80% Raider fans there. I mean, we all live in Southern California. We know the Raiders fans just crawl out of the hills and out of the ocean and where the fuck they all come from. They're, yeah, they're, they're literally everywhere. So that is LA's team. Make no mistake about it. Uh, you got thoughts on this game? 
Yeah, I mean, we're on it. It's one of it's one of Neil's favorite plays too. So, you know, he was mentioning, you know, he's not big on the whole revenge factor and I'm like, "Well, you know, they can still get revenge and you still win by the hook," as Joe was mentioning. So, I mean, I agree with you as a stay away from me personally, but I mean, Joe, I think said it all. It's going to be essentially a home field game. Everyone in LA is still a Raiders fan. No, you saw last night. No one cares about the Rams. Super Bowl winning team. Joe was there. More Bills fans. That's just that's just pathetic in your home opener. So, I mean, for me, it's it's Raiders or no play. Getting that three and a half. If it were, if it were three, I mean, still decent value, but I'd probably stay away. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's a good play. Just make sure you get that three and a half couple other notes on this one. I know uh, JC Jackson was the free, the star free agent addition for the chargers. He's doubtful to play. And that can only mean good things for that Fresno state connection Devontae Adams. If JC Jackson's not out there, um, the chargers do also play Thursday night. I don't, I don't know that I've heard this a lot. The they do. It's <clears throat> they go to Kansas city for week two. So, the Chargers are not only hosting this big division game on Sunday, but then they're going to turn around a few days later and go to Kansas City for a really big Thursday night game. So maybe they're looking ahead a little bit, just maybe. And then we've got to talk about the division underdog trend. I mean, it, wherever you slice it, it's very good. Uh, since 2009, 69%. Um, division games in week one, 76% since 2014. So... I mean, Chris, no matter how you slice it, division dogs are never going to be a bad place to look here in week one. You know, division road dogs, home dogs. Um, it's been hot the last, I think it's going on. It's not like this fucking fly-by-night trend. I think it's 15, 20 years plus going on that it's been week one. Uh, it's, been, it's been a good place to look, so Absolutely. Yeah, and like I, these are the week one's gonna have by far the sharpest lines of the season because they've been out for six fucking months. So the sharps know, like, or the books know what numbers they're putting out there, and they know there's gonna be a lot of square people that are gonna be like, oh, Chargers revenge game. Chargers are much better. They have a much higher uh, projected win total, and they only got to win by four, right? This doesn't this smell like the Chargers winning by three, like 2017. <laughs> And then you get the win on the hook. Like, that's just what the game looked like to me. 21-20. Something yeah, stupid. some shit like that. Raiders missing 24. another extra point. Yeah, yeah. exactly. The, the Chargers, if any team loves to lose heartbreaking fashion, it's the fucking Chargers. So. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be one of the biggest games Sunday for sure. So in that, in that afternoon window, a lot of eyes going to be on this one. Big AFC West game. So Joe and Jarek taking the Raiders. I like it. Uh, I'm going to go next, and just since we just talked about division dogs, I have got to be on Joe's favorite team from last year, the Pittsburgh Steelers. There's a lot of ways you can look at this one as well with the division underdog angle. You can look at Mike Tomlin as an underdog. He is, as a division underdog in his career, 19-6-2 and two against the spread. Without Ben Roethlisberger, he's 20-13-2 and two against the spread. Uh, the Super Bowl loser is 4-18 and 18 against the spread in week one since 2000. I think we saw last night the way that teams are going to defend very explosive offenses. 
And this started to get talked about last year when the Chiefs kind of became not really a dink and dunk, but maybe a, a possession ball control offense rather than up and down the field. Teams are playing these two deep safeties and they're taking away big plays over the top. Uh, the Bills did it last night to the Rams for sure. Stafford talked after the game how they're playing a lot of zone. I think teams might start to do this to teams like the Bengals, the Chargers. The blueprint is out there for how to defend teams that like to go over the top and go deep. So I'm worried about the Bengals a little bit. Teams have had an entire offseason to study this offense, especially someone like Tomlin, someone like Brian Flores, who's their DC now. And I think the, the Steelers definitely have enough on defense to put up a fight. And I'm not really sure this is a QB downgrade from what Big Ben was last season. So give me the points with those Pittsburgh Steelers. Give me MVP Mitch. I love it. And I will take the six and a half. MVP I love it, Matthew. The one thing you didn't mention, too. I mean, I, I agree with you, Matt. I mean, I, you kind of stole the game I wanted to talk about. But you mentioned with the division dogs. That was the first thing I looked at. If you remember my homer ass last year, obviously loved the Bengals down the stretch. But you said it, quarterback, probably not much of a drop-off. Maybe, maybe an improvement because Trubisky can actually get outside the pocket. Defensively, Pittsburgh is still going to be there. But kind of the reason I looked at this game as being flat, not because of the Super Bowl hangover. Uh, I think there's numerous reasons in that we can talk about on a different pod. But Joe Burrow with his appendicitis, and I know it's not like anything serious, but he hasn't been out there with his team the past month. He's been taking it easy, just throwing darts, you know, to stay warm. And I think there's going to be a little bit of rust and going against a defense like Pittsburgh. That's why I was all over this game. And even without possibly uh, Deontay Johnson on Sunday, I still think the Steelers can do enough with Najee Harris and Claypool. We'll see what the rookie pickings can do. So I'm not, I'm not too worried about not getting enough to cover six and a half. Yeah. And it's not like I'm down on Cincy season long. Like I think they're going to be fine. They definitely improved their team with the offensive line. We talked about that on our preview, but I think this is a really tough spot for them. Week one laying almost a touchdown against a division opponent. And. But week one, like even if you get better pieces for your offensive line, are they going to be, you know, that cohesive cohesive yet right so yeah everybody everybody loves to talk about offensive line improvements on paper but we got to see them play in a game first so first things first chris can i get you on mitch get you on mitch the bitch with me Uh, yeah i think this is a very uh it's in our realm of uh putting it in the contest for sure i'm sure it's gonna it's right there What the heck is going on? We got some text coming through, but uh, yeah, I think we might it might sneak in, Daddy. Nice. It's in ours, Matthew. It's in ours for sure. It was our last one in, um, for all the same reasons you said. I, I love all those narratives, and I love all the squares that are going to come in and say, "Oh, the Bengals are much better." Last time they played, they won forty-one to ten. The bet all they got to do is win by a touchdown, right? That's it. That's it. That's easy. Bengals all day, right? Nope. Not so fast, as Lee Corker would say, even though he sounds like Joe Biden at this point. The Bengals will probably be in a lot of money line parlays, right? Parlay all the faves, right, Chris? 
And then the Bengals will probably people will probably tease the Bengals down. And I, I don't know, just as a general rule of thumb, I mean, people love to tease the NFL. But if you're teasing a team down to minus one, minus half pick in a division game, you better be really careful with that. <laughs> that is a recipe for disaster. Right <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're 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 asking to get fucked um, right in the behind with doing that. So just be really careful in these division games. It seem like oh, they just got to win by. Just gotta win the game. I'm gonna tease them down from seven, from six, from six and a half. Uh, division games can get scrappy. These rivalries, especially you talk about AFC North, like these guys are for real. Pittsburgh got their ass kicked by these guys twice last season, so um, it would not shock me if Pittsburgh won. I, I wouldn't necessarily bet them on the money line, but and Mitch the give me six and a half. Dece. He's looked dece. and from you know. We're going to learn a lot about Mitch on Sunday. I mean, say what you want about him, but that coaching staff in Chicago is a joke. How yeah. Nagy won coach of the year is going to be one of the greatest mysteries of our lifetime. <laughs> and uh, Well, and you yeah. hate Zach Taylor too. So this is, a, this is yeah. a Matthew James play if I've ever heard of one. All right. Won it by default with a great defense. Yeah, that was not Nagy doing much. You know, that's real impressive. Chris Duke. Mr. Cirked, you're up next. This is my my one play I want to talk about for the contest. Yep. Uh, and I don't think Kmart's going to do this one because he uh, – I, I literally turned my phone off so that wouldn't happen, and I guess it still comes through on the phone. Um, Seahawks, island game, disgusting. I'll have one word, Disgusting. Is there anything else? Is anyone going to put this? Does anyone have the stones? I hope it's no. the least put-in contest play, and I hope they be outright. But I can see them losing by three or six, so they're going to give us – what is it in the contest? Six and a half, I think. Yeah. All they got to do is win by seven, right? Free money. No, Russell's going to come back and see what that 12th man's all about, and uh, Gino's going to pull his uh, you-know-what out and do it for us. So you took my Mitch Trubisky and you raised me a Geno Smith. Is that what you're telling me? I raised you Pete Carroll, old <laughs> ass, slow ass, run it, throw it four yards on fourth and and seven. That's what he's all about. He's going to grind it and get it done. Well, that is a smelly poop hazmat suit week one contest play if I've ever seen one. I mean, Joe, this is on brand. That's for that's for damn sure. Yeah, color me shocked, right? I can't believe you bet this scum. You know who else will be on it is our friend Adam. Guaranteed we get that text. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's uh, one I, I do not have the stones to, to mess with. I mean, maybe if I was trying to go for the booby, I'd, I'd fire that. But that's why Chris Duke is the smelly poop hazmat cirque human being that he is. Now, Kamar, this is interesting for you because you personally bet the Broncos at what number? Yeah, probably. I think it's been about a month. I bet a minus five. So just kind of is during all of our previews. Just dead number. I know. Yeah. It's just like all they have to do is win by six because I can easily see this game going to overtime. So please get me that touchdown when it does. Anyway, um, yeah, I mean, I hear everything. I just, I just really, really feel Seattle's going to be 
quite terrible the first couple weeks. And then Pete Carroll will do what he does best, get him to compete. And that's when I think we'll have value. But, I mean, I played with the idea of still playing Broncos minus six and a half in the contest. Just couldn't do it. Like, we've lost so many times on that six and a half where six would have been a push. So, I still feel fine with my bet. But contest-wise, it was a no play for me. Here you go, Chris. This will make you feel great. Seattle PFF ranks their offensive line 32nd. Do you know how many teams there are in the league? 33. <laughs> 32. Last. So, but this now this will legitimately make you feel better. So since 2009, week one home underdogs in primetime games. Uh, I see 12 and 4 ATS. I don't know if 2009 is right, but in week one primetime games, you can you know, find a little bit of value. Now, ask the LA Rams about that from last night, but still, uh, that's at least something you can maybe hang your hat on. So and maybe that Broncos. Teams that went up in phase are not that, again, again, last night, that trend uh, was yeah. not in a favor. But uh, yeah, and it's the get out game. Thursdays are always a little different because that's like the first game of the parlay. Monday, everyone's going to have all their parlays tied. To fucking Broncos money line and shit. So uh, you know Vegas is gonna be like love old Seahawk victory to knock everything dead. So we'll see. Yeah, I wonder if the books are gonna need the Seahawks on Monday night. I don't know. I wonder if we're gonna need the Seahawks on Monday night. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> call it in, baby. John Murray, make the call. <laughs> All right, uh, Kmart. I think I stole your thunder. It sounds like on the Steelers. Um, did you have one that you wanted to touch on? Yeah. Yeah. I can still, I still like the Vikings uh, plus one and a half. I think, I think I'm going to actually take the plus one and a half when I bet it instead of the even on the money line, just because in this game, I can see a lot of bullshit happening. Um, yeah, the game, the games but, ever land one. Sometimes. But, you know, even last year, this this line was plus two in Minnesota. I feel like a lot of things have changed, even more so on Minnesota's side. So I like them for that reason, too. I know it's a new coach. I just like the way I'm hearing Minnesota's going to be opening things up. I think the Packers on offense are going to have some question marks to start with on the offensive line as well as with their receiving core. Uh, their rookie wide receiver Watson hasn't really been playing. Obviously, they lost Devontae. So, you know, that that's really where I think it's going to be tough for the Packers to keep up because it's definitely got a shootout written all over it. But I think, you know, if you listen to our last pod with the Futures, I'm all over the Vikings to take over this division. And it starts here in week one. Yeah, you and Colin Cowherd. <clears throat> Never heard of oh, him. Oh, no. Cowherd has the same shit. He bet on uh, he bet on Vikings is in his blazing five, which we'll get to in a second. But he also bet on Vikings to win the division and the Super Bowl. Which... Well, they're not going to win the Super Bowl because the Niners are. So, <laughs> <laughs> of course, I for how could I forget? <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, he's got a he's got a hard on for the the Vikings this season. Oh great! Uh, well, I guess I'll fuck it. I don't know, man. Like, I feel like. There's always one team every week that like the the sharp the sharps on Twitter like grab onto. 
And this and it is feels it. like every yeah. motherfucker is on the Vikings thinking they're so cool and so smart. And and maybe I'm totally wrong and it's a great play. I would be happy to be wrong because I want Kmart to win it. And I know Kelly, our girl Kelly, loves the Vikings too. So I want it to win for them. And I'm sure Dennis is going to be on Green Bay. But it just feels like everybody is feeling like they're so in love with Minnesota and they're so in love with the Vikings and it just scares me a little bit. See, I get the same feeling. It feels like it's gotten really popular. I get the same feeling too, but I also felt the same way about the Rams yesterday. A lot of us loved the fucking Rams. We were stoked Mm -hmm. when Dennis came in on the Bills. All the talking heads were like, oh, Rams has value. And I'm like, fuck. Once people say that shit, you're like, oh, God, here we go. But the Vikings don't seem like a square dog yet. Hopefully they don't become one because the majority of the money and bets are on the Packers. Hopefully it stays that way. And hopefully Dennis fires the Packers and just mushes them for all of us. That'd now, one nice. thing I have heard about the Vikings, too, is that this is a great teaser leg. If you're at one and a half, you tease it up to seven and a half. Um, great teaser leg on Minnesota to go up through the three and through the seven. I mean, Green Bay's got a great defense. Um, so that would be the only pitfall I could see is this is a new coach trying to install some new ideas on offense and against a division opponent with a very good defense. Yeah, but Kurt, I mean, Kirk Cousins trouble. is a good quarterback. Just take away his record on primetime games. This is not yeah. Sunday night, not well, Monday yeah. night. So, I mean, that's been his biggest knack. He doesn't, you know, come through when the spotlight's on him. But, you know, he still has three of the biggest weapons in football. Thielen, Jefferson, Cook. And I think they have a decent tight end. I just can't get I can't get them losing to Dallas's backup last Halloween out of my <laughs> oh head. Oh my god, that was fucking disgusting. Wasn't that at home too? What was his name? Cooper Rush. Oh shit. Cooper Rush, right? Cooper I was Rush. at a yeah. wedding and, and we were on it. Right. We we're all in Minnesota because we got a great contest. And Matthew, you were firing wine yugs because they're like we're betting on a purple team. I'm yep. drinking purple or oh red God. wine. That's exactly what purple. it was. Turns your teeth purple, but and yeah. I keep checking and my phone, and they're Dallas is hanging around, hanging around, and they fucking win the game. So don't tell right. me about Kirk Cousins, Kmart. Don't tell but that, me. Weren't they up ten in the fourth quarter though, and then just yeah, the last ten they, minutes some bullshit happened? Like, I mean that. Get out. I think of here, division man. division game is different though than playing on fucking prime time. So. Yeah, and I think Minnesota's going to be a good team. Are they going to win the fucking Super Bowl? Probably not, but yeah, it's in our contest too. Um, That was one that Jared and I both agreed on when we sent our blind picks to each other. So Uh, This game last uh, year, for the record, I think this was right before Thanksgiving. It was November 21st last year. Minnesota won 34-31 in their home game against Green Bay last year. So, Chris, it simply has to go over, right? Another shootout, right? That what you just saw. Hundred percent. And that was the game right. they were plus two on. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. it was a similar line. I remember they were baby home dog. Yeah. Yep, I was on the that Vikings makes, that week too. The thing that makes me feel the best, though, is you know that one and a half is just little bits bait out there. That's your fish. There's here's your fishing pole. There it is. That's what the books are doing. Hey, look, go ahead, better in Rogers minus one and a half. It's fine. They go win by two. Yeah, it's only a million and ten against the 
NFC North in his career. So, mm-hmm. okay. Um, did we get Neil's? Was Neil's pick the Chargers yeah, or, or the, the Raiders? Raiders also? Yeah. Okay. I mean, there's so many other ones that we could have talked about. We, I mean, the Niner game is really interesting. The Eagle game against the Hard Knocks, Darling Lions is really interesting. There are other division dogs this week. Chris, I'm a little surprised you didn't talk about Falcons. Is that considering being the five? Yeah. Okay. Um, let's touch on Sunday night just for a quick second. Everybody will have action on that one. Um, this is actually a rematch from last year, week one. Dallas went to Tampa Bay as a nine-point dog. Uh, we can all remember Dennis actually shockingly being on Dallas, taking the points. And we got bent over in that one because they easily covered. And uh, this time, it's in Dallas, and it's, I think, is contest two and a half? I believe so, right. yes. Yeah. <clears throat> and it is still two and a half. Um. What's the den side in this one, Chris? Is it Bucks? I think so. Um, I think we stated on another pod that he does like to fade the Cowboys and uh, always texts me, oh, if he, t- if he bets against Tom Brady and it, it backfires, he's always like, why do I bet against the GOAT? So it's uh, funny. So we'll see uh, what he comes in on. This game sucks for me because I have both these teams in a season win total under. So... I don't, I don't know why I don't know why I was thinking I know I was thinking that like it got in in a tie but mm. as much as much as I've been talking about the Cowboys offensive line you know without Tyron Smith back there I think they're so used to it I'm still going <laughs> to take true. them on Sunday night like mm. I mean I, I went over those those numbers I mean there's I think I recall 17 and 16 without him so I mean Still above 500 somehow, getting two and a half at home. I just lost on a home team getting two and a half. I'll test my luck again. And I I, I just, I strongly feel the Bucks are going to be in trouble with that offensive line. So I'm, I'm overreacting to one. Which one is it? Well, Cowboys, this is a battle of two dog shit offensive lines. The Cowboys are all fucked up too. Right. Yeah, a lot so, of a lot of questions for both teams, honestly. We're looking at an under here then, folks. What is that total? That total is 50 and a half. Saw last Prime time under when everybody oh, yeah, fucking wanted the over. And then yeah. I said on the pod, I said, Hey, look, everybody's on the over, including fucking Keneal, and it goes under. <laughs> and it was pretty not sweaty at all. So I don't know. I think no. it's gonna be a prime time under. <laughs> Hopefully, Dan comes in on the over. Yeah, yeah I, oh, for sure. So, all right, let's get out of here with this. We are looking to add a segment this year. We want to fade some fucking asshole every week and really embrace our fade you name. So, we're looking for cappers that say they're eighty percent in the NFL and that they're on a twelve and two max whale banger lock run or some shit. So we we don't have one yet. We thought maybe we did, and we're gonna keep looking. But uh, so we're gonna keep it simple. Week one, we're gonna fade one of the uh, biggest assholes in sports, no question about it. So our first victim is Colin Cowherd. First of all, fuck him. <laughs> and uh, part of the herd, bro. No, I'm not part of the herd. I don't want to go eat at Herd Burger <laughs> or listen Turd to Colin's. Burger. 
Yeah, fuck that. So, all right, Joe's got Collins blazing five. We're going to uh, tweet out that we're fading this, and, um, and we'll have some action on it, and uh, hopefully he sucks. So yeah, he – go ahead, Kmart. Oh, no, you go. This is not even football-related. You go. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, so the, the only one we all met with would be he's also on Vikings plus one and a half, which makes me nervous. Um, but his other ones, Panthers plus a half – Against the Browns, which is kind of surprising because you know how he feels about Baker. Um, Lions plus four, Texans plus seven, Jags minus two and a half. And it's not like he's really handicapping these games. He's just kind of being a talking head when he's talking about him. He's like, oh, this quarterback's better, so I'm taking this guy. Oh, I just watched Hard Knocks and Lions look good, so plus four is a good bet. Like, it is comical watching this shit. So, yeah, those are his five. We'll see what he does, but yeah, we'll... uh We'll throw together a, a nice uh, maybe a three, four unit bet on each one and then uh, see how we do next week. So, yeah, like what I was going to say is, you know, in the theme of our, you know, fading these cappers before the pod, I was, you know, just on Twitter. And I think because we're searching for all this stuff, I just had, you know, some guy like, you know, 100 likes, I'll release my lead pipe lock, whatever the hell he calls it. So I click on and he actually released his pick and it was Cardinals minus one and a half. So I go and I look and I'm like, oh, that's a terrible bet. I just checked right now. Pirates are up for nothing in the sixth. So it's just a lot of bullshit. There's a lot of bullshit out there. I'm sure he's minus one and a half. Yeah. No. Yeah. They're they're shooting fish in a barrel. Like eventually they're going to hit one of these and get all their money back. Heavy money line favorite parlaying them and laying minus 150 on that fucking parlay. And they're going to hit it and be like, oh my God, free money. I'm so sharp. Right. Yeah. So, so awesome. Clowns. A lot of bullshit. So, if anybody's got some schmuck out there that you know is such a, is a fraud or a scammer or some piece of shit, hit us up. Let us know. We'll fade the fuck out of them. And, uh, and we'll be fade you this football season. That's the plan. So, all right, everybody. Good luck week one. Uh, we may try to put some together Sunday morning. It, it may not happen week one, but we got a ton of football content coming your guys' way. We will be back Sunday night to recap week one, I believe, and then look for our yeah look for our shows to be available Monday and Friday going forward. So thanks everybody for listening. Good luck with your bets this weekend. Let's fade Den. Let's win some money. Chris, just remind everybody what happens sometimes when you actually bet on scum like Houston, Seattle. Atlanta. Sometimes you get in the back door and get it. Dogs on week one, baby. Go poop. Hawaii plus 50? 51 and a half now? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Fuck out of here.